Patsy time. Do, 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 do. Patsy time. I hope it's not copyrighted. <laughs> <laughs> so, Patsy, we've heard a lot about this person in your life, Hip. Mm. But there was another person. There was Gail. Mm. What is one salient thing that you're starting to remember about Gail? I think I'm starting to remember chestnut hair, a wide smile, and a six-foot-long mole that you used to bring down on enemies. <laughs> wow, I love her already. Can, Can I Gail marry her? <laughs> <laughs> she got her name because... In battle, she just literally didn't care and just swung that shit around in a circle. Basically, they called her the Gale of the battlefield. For those that survived the onslaught of it on both sides. <laughs> Last time on Queer Dungeoneers. Cremora opened her soul to the mysterious figure, revealing that a great beast from the sky will land in Molten Gorge on the first of winter. Cremora took the chance to link her spirit to the creature, but the figure, who turned out to be death, betrayed her, leading to a bitter battle that nearly ended Patsy. Nim and Cremora used the single charge of Meldus's revenge to kill death, but she broke into dust, revealing her nature as a lich, unburdened by the loss of her body. Many questions linger. How was death, a god, on the mortal plane? When will her form reincorporate, and how long until she strikes again? But most of all, what now? I think where we find you is poised on different lounges in the reception uh, with blankets over you, all holding hot cocos that were given to you by Igor and Quennel. Aww. <laughs> oh, there were very bright flashes and lots of deathly sounding noises. We were very worried. Yes, so we made you some cocoa. I hope it's good. Uh, some of us know how to make cocoa better than others. I do not see what is difficult about making cocoa. <laughs> it is just cocoa when you make it hot. Some of your cocoa is definitely more like powdery and overly strong than others, <laughs> and also way too hot. <laughs> oh, this is way too hot. <coughs> um, oh, uh, Igor, you must have made it too hot. <laughs> I totally didn't use that as an excuse to legitimately cough. So how's the rest of you feeling? You two lovebirds. Kamora bursts into tears, probably for like the fourth or fifth time. Ah, oh, there, there. Okay, here's some tissues. Nim's totally zoned out. Like, she's just not listening. I don't think they're doing well. Mm, give them a minute, maybe. I think I'm going to pull the letter out of my backpack, wherever I'm keeping it, and just kind of like dramatically throw it down on the floor and leave the room. God damn. Okay. Nim is being dramatic. This is such a bad sign. Okay. <laughs> I go and pick up the letter and look inside it. Basically, it says Nime's parents wanted to come back, but then they got thrown in jail and they were there for 10 years and they're still not allowed to leave Molten Gorge. Most saliently, this letter arrived six years ago and Pip's been keeping it from her. Oof. Okay. All right. I'm not proud of what I did. You shouldn't be. 
I wish things had been different, but I am at peace with the mistakes I made. Cora's going to throw her cocoa at Pip. Ow! My bliss! (laughs) There's a difference between being at peace and fixing what you've done wrong. Being at peace makes it sound like you don't intend on- Ow! I'm covered in burning cocoa! I pour mine on top of her as well. (laughs) (laughs) There, better? Much worse! There will be no hot cocoa in the hole! You may control the elements, but we control the element of surprise. (laughs) And I don't throw my cocoa because she's expecting it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, phew, I really thought you were going to throw your cocoa, but now I can see you're not going to. Mm. Oh, phew. I throw a book. (laughs) (laughs) Poop falls to the ground, covered in cocoa and books. (laughs) Um, yo, that was pretty mean, but kind of funny. Next time you want to throw cocoa at someone, just throw it at me. I'll just become a cocoa elemental anyway. It's like fine. Oh. Pip gets up and starts wiping herself off. All right. Well, I think that was a very immature way to deal with your feelings, everyone. I I don't even really know you people. Um, it's actually Nime who gets to grieve right now. Not, not all of you, actually. Um, and I'm going outside. Um, but just know I was the bigger person. <laughs> um, and she walks out, Coco dripping behind her. <laughs> that felt a bit cathartic. Yeah. Yeah. I better go deal with that. Uh, toodles. And Samira goes out the window. So, um, we turning in for the night? I know it's... I feel like I should ask what's our next step or plan, but like... I at least need to give my three vital organs time to rest <laughs> after a mild, mild, yeah, deafness. Yeah, I'm going to decompress, you know, mm. decompress by bring poison. But, but, but when are we going north? Lenny. You promised we were going to go north. I know I did promise, and we will go north. Just give us some time to rest, okay? But... I'm Lenny. Yeah. North. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go north. And I think Jolene goes back to whatever random room and just, like, sets up in there to brew stuff and have a nap. You passive-aggressively stay up brewing poisons. <laughs> Pats is gonna turn to Cremora. Um, so you need anything like a fresh cocoa not thrown at the face of enemies? No, no, Patsy, I'll be fine. Thank you, though. No problem, uh, I'll be around if you need anything slashed, diced, or pureed. I'm a wonderful chef. I'll keep that in mind. I think Kamora will go up and try and find Nim. I think Nim... Like, I think she's pretending that she doesn't want Cremora to find her, but she really secretly does. I'm imagining, like, a big trail of dog hair or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think she's probably just in Cremora's room. (laughs) Sulking. (laughs) Genius way to hide from Cremora. The one place you'll never find (laughs) Where she least expects. (laughs) Um, see if Cremora will follow the trail that Nim has inadvertently or advertently left up to her bedroom. Just sit down next to her. So, uh, giant sky lobster, huh? Yeah, it's, um, it's strange. Is this how you feel all the time? I wouldn't know. 
I've never not been bound to a powerful animal entity, so... I mean, do you feel different? How do you feel? Um, I feel like I'm standing at the edge of a precipice that wasn't there before. I feel like I'm staring into a yawning abyss that, if I let up for even a second, will devour me and spit me out. Yeah, that's not how I feel, I think. I'm glad. I'm so glad. Do you feel lobstery? <laughs> Can you do this? And I change my hand. <laughs> I change my hand into a like a crayfish claw. <laughs> Grimora like holds out her hand and like squishes up her face and like snaps her hand like a lobster claw, and you just see like little white sparks in between her fingers and goes, okay, no, we're not doing that anymore. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> So no, um, can't can't transform. Apparently, that's good to know. Experimental data. So can I just interrupt for a moment? This is such an expectations versus realities. I make a beast that I have literally been referring to as the extra tarasque, <laughs> and I get space lobster, lobster. echoed back at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I don't know what a tarasque looks like. <laughs> Uh, it's a giant space lobster. I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> Take her hand and kiss her knuckles. And I don't know what this thing is. I don't think it's anything like Ursa. But if it was, I don't know that it would give its power willingly. No, no, it um, it wasn't like anything I've ever experienced. It was alien. Whatever it is, it's in my soul now, and it's lending me its power whether it wants to or not, so there. Okay. Can you promise me something? Anything. If you feel like it's taking over or it's forcing you to do something that you don't want to do, you have to tell me. Of course I will, Camoralize. I thought we agreed normalize. I'm sorry. I just... You grow up... Well, you don't. I do. I was told that I was better than everyone else while I was also being told that I was useless. And it's... It's hard coming back from that, really. And um, I'm not used to needing other people or wanting other people's help. I'm not... <laughs> I don't think you realise... How close that is to my childhood as well. And I'm not saying that there was a Lenore Magnus in my life, but I think I understand Pip. I hate her for it, but she didn't want me to leave because she wanted someone like her. And so I grew up her prodigy while constantly letting her down. And I wasn't used to needing people until I met you and Jolene. I don't know how to need people either, but I think I like it. And I know I like you. Well, I suppose all we can do now is focus on the next step. Kill death. Stop this thing. We can save the world, Nim. We've done it before. Now we just need to do it again, and then do it again after that. <laughs> you make it sound so easy. 
Well, I think we spent just the right amount of time <laughs> on the night where you all drank hot cocoa. So y'all heal that health. Oh, yes. Rest that night. Thank God. Oh, thank God. Okay, by my calculations, I think we're at 29 days remaining. So now we're moving on to the next day. So if someone wants to say a thing that would happen the next day, then we can just do that. Jolene gets up and makes everyone breakfast. Oh. I will join Jolene. Oh. Hi, Patsy. Hey. So I was thinking I really want to help out the group, and I was thinking I could try to make breakfast, and I've got this handy-dandy new knife, and I hold up Benny. You're right? Yeah. This is a very handy, mm. very helpful knife. Mm. So... I'm going to take a wild guess and say you've never had omelets before. No. Kramara probably has, seeing as she lives in this, you know, fancy-ass mansion house. Why, of course she's had omelets. Why, we have all the finest eggs. Crows. Vultures. Nightingales. What's the spookiest bird? Nightjar. A snuffer bock. Ah! Snake eggs. <laughs> I feel like snake eggs would be sacrilegious somehow. <laughs> One thing our group does is not step over the lines of religious boundaries. Good point. I'll take those snake eggs. Yes, yes, very good. Uh, and he pulls out a carton of snakes. <laughs> uh, a carton of snakes. <laughs> They're the snest. <laughs> I think you open up the carton and it's very clearly just chicken eggs. <laughs> yes, they are the finest snake eggs. Sure. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're wonderful snake eggs. Did the person who sold you this also sell you oil of snakes? Yes. Oh. It's very similar to canola. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to use that as well? Yes. Yeah, sure. Okay, I look through their root cellar or something to find carrots and general vegetables, I guess. I take a bunch of them out, I wash them, and then hand them to Patsy and say, Okay, so, mm -hmm. with that nice fancy knife, mm -hmm. what I would like you to do is to chop these into chunks and then put them into a bowl. Okay. Patsy will have both hands behind his head. And then lower it into a nice little chef slice across. Like super fast, like a cross like that. Like, like a professional chef. Just with this giant ass sword extending out. I'm pretty sure you obliterate the carrot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's workable. In the meantime, I crack some eggs, whisk them, put some salt and pepper in, find some mushrooms, and then start cooking. I was beckoned into the room by the smell of the delicious eggs and other things cooking. What is this smell? It's food. Food. I like food. Have this omelet. Omelet. Mm. Oh God. I will eat the omelet. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> you know what? I'm not gonna argue. And they take one and they start munching it down. Oh, this is very good. Yeah. Yes, yes. How about you go get Nim and Cremora, wherever they are, probably in the same room knowing them. Yeah. And tell them that breakfast is ready. Oh, I would love to, but uh, unfortunately I am currently eating this umlaut. Oh, God. Okay. And I have no bandwidth to do this with. 
And I think they're just like with a knife and fork, just taking very, very small pieces and delicately propping them into their mouth. Yeah, that looks like an entire mission. <laughs> it will be a very long time. <laughs> All right, I'll go wake some up. You know what? I'm coming with you. I uh, have something very important to tell them, and I uh, need to step away from the kitchen. Okay, come on, let's go. All right, so I guess we'll head up the stairs. Mm, do you think there'll be a Nim's room or Kimura's room? Hmm. Why don't we flip for it? Heads, it's Kremora, because Kremora has a head. And then tails, it's Nime, because... Because she's got a tail? Oh, that'd be a good reason. I was not... <laughs> I was grasping at straws there, what to do with the tail. Uh, Kremora's room it is. So how how should we wake him up? Should we do like a nice seren? Oh, I don't have a violin. Hmm. I do have a soothing voice. You do have quite a soothing yeah. voice. Whenever I hear you, I am quite reassured that whoever's going to be nearby is going to die. Yeah, yeah, that is true. That is the most restful thing one can have. Nime and Kremora, you have ample warning that two people are about to come and wake you up. <laughs> <laughs> what if I dunk poison on them? Hmm. I have some extra magic killer poison. I did make that last night. If I put it on both of them or just like tip it on top of them, you know, to wake them up or something, maybe it'll just be a fun prank. Like, you know, oh no, you can't do any magic today. Maybe you just have to wait until tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, and then we can actually prop a rest so I won't die this time. Yeah. But make sure to follow it up with it's just a prank. Otherwise, they won't know, and they'll get mad. This is completely mm-hmm. foolproof. You know we can hear everything you're saying, right? Oh, shit, plan B. Uh, cockle-doodle-doo. <laughs> 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 uh, wake up time with Patsy. <laughs> Nim opens the door. Ta-da! Ta-da! Were you really going to poison us? No, we're not going to poison you permanently. You'd think I'd do that by now? Anyway, I made breakfast for everyone. Mm-hmm. Come down, and we'll have breakfast like a normal family. And she turns around and leaves. Yeah. As soon as Jolene and Patsy like turn to leave, Cremora has to put her hand on Nim's shoulder to steady herself so she doesn't collapse at the verbalization that they're all a family. I was about to say the same thing! <laughs> okay, so Nim and Cremora both turn to each other and f- collapse into one another, apparently. Let's go... Eat some eggs, I guess. When you guys go down the stairs, you see that Jolene has started making a big pile of toast and has started dishing out the omelettes for everyone. Oh, I'm nearly a quarter of the way through my omelettes. <laughs> yeah, you go. And we all eat breakfast like a normal family. It's lovely. <laughs> yeah, everyone, a normal family. You've eaten half your omelette when sheepishly... Pip and Samira walk into the kitchen. My hand immediately goes to whatever hot beverage <laughs> I happen to have. If there are two spare seats at the table, I immediately put my legs up on one of them. Okay, I see that th- this is not going well. Look, if you want me to leave, why don't you just say it directly? I want you to leave. Nime, this could be the last time I ever see you. Get out! I want you to leave. If that's your wish. Come on, Samira. We're going. Actually, I made extra for Samira. 
I think Pips started walking out of the room and Samira's looking like a dog at the end of a dog movie <laughs> between the two families. Just like Come here. Jolene, if you are trying to convince Samira to stay with the leverage of found family and omelets, can you please roll a parlay? Sure. That was a ten. Pip, I'll um I'll join up with you a bit later, yeah? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, and then she just walks out, and uh, Samira kind of sheepishly sits down and uh, starts eating an omelette with y'all. This is, like, a good omelette. Like, I have been around for a long time, and this is, like, top-tier omeletage. Yeah, my skills generally just boil down to cooking and killing. Well, you gotta kill to cook. And sometimes you gotta cook Cook to to kill. kill. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a very twisted life ideology, and it's a good omelette. How can I say your way of living's wrong when it makes omelettes like these? (laughs) (laughs) Smira. Yeah? Hypothetically, your traveling powers. Mm Mm-hmm. How far can they take us? Anywhere on the mortal plane. Could you take us... Off the edge of the actual material bit? Um, that's a weird question. Hypothetically, of um, course. I mean, I guess I'd need a slightly better idea of where it was if I was going to do that. I mean, I wouldn't be able to feel through ground, but I guess hypothetically, as long as there's some dirt there somewhere for my hole to appear on, yeah, I guess. But cool. also, you'd want to be careful. I mean, if it didn't work for some reason and you ended up somewhere else, then you might just be off the edge of the earth. Right. Hypothetically, of course. Okay, um, Nime, people don't ask hypothetical questions like that for no reason. Especially not after seducing someone with an omelette like this. (laughs) I'll have you know that it was Jolene who did the omelette seducing. You're all a team. (laughs) We have somewhere we need to go. Is this going to conflict with my whole plan? I mean, not necessarily. It sounds like it might. It depends on how the timeline works out. Like, if we go to this place before the thing that you're escaping from comes, then no. Uh, I really feel like you're trying to drag me into a world of strife and power struggles that I'm really trying to avoid with the whole going under the earth into a hole thing. Do you really want to go into a hole? Yeah. Really? Like, I mean, it's better than not going into a hole. Is it? I don't know. I spent a lot of time not in a hole and it wasn't very good. So I figure being in a hole must be better. The optics on that are troubling. (laughs) (laughs) If you really want to go in the hole, I'm not going to try and talk you out of it. I'm just saying don't blindly follow Tweed and Pip because they said so. You did that with Kartos and it didn't work out. (sighs) I don't know. I've spent a lot of time fighting, and then you find out you're fighting for the wrong person. And the hole is not going to be fighting. I don't know, it sounds like whatever you're trying to drag me into, what if it turns out that was the wrong thing? I'm just kind of tired of it. I was kind of the bad guy, and I never meant to be. (sighs) Okay. Sorry, Samira. Go enjoy your hole. (laughs) I can't say that with a straight face. Well, you enjoy your um, radical underdog tale of triumphing against the odds and fixing an inherently broken system, even though realistically it never works out like that. 
enjoy that power fantasy for now before you probably, I don't know, get smushed by something much bigger than you or, you know, eviscerated in some way. I'm not trying to be mean, you know, I'm just realistic. Yeah, yeah. thanks. It's a really good omelette. Thanks. So maybe I should head. Okay, um, I'll walk you to the door. Cool. Um, I was going to go through the window, but yeah, the door works. Just work with me for a second. Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. She, she, she gets up. The door, hey? I haven't tried that in a while. I mean, they're quite cool. Like, if you, you know, it's, it's it's cool for making a dramatic getaway. I know the window's also cool for making a dramatic getaway, but, like, you can, like, sink into the floor and go under the crack. That's not the point. Yeah. Can you give this to Pip? And I hand her a letter. But not until after the first of winter. Am I allowed to read it? No! Oh, that's gonna be so hard! You know what? Whatever. You can read it. Oh, fuck yes. As she opens it up. Not right now. Not in front of Have a little bit of decorum. For fuck's sake. I'm sorry. Sorry. I didn't understand when you have been what I am for as long as I have been. Honestly, it gets really hard to keep a grasp on like norms and stuff like That's that. That's fair. I get it. I get it's, it. It's a challenge. I get it. I'm going to go. Yeah. Okay. I'll hold on to it. And yeah, I'll totally go home before I read it. Um... Just so you know, I, I like I don't think what Pip did was great. Um I don't need your judgment. Okay. Bye, Samira. Bye. And as she says that, a hole opens up and she walks backwards into it. Thanks for listening. Shout out to our newest patrons, Isaiah and Diana. You're two people who can come to my birthday party. Till next time. Bye. Finally, I can read the letter. All right, let's take a look. <laughs> this handwriting is terrible. Was this written by a bear? What does that even say? Pop, pup, pep? Pip. There's so much I wanted to talk with you about. Why we are the way we are, about Ursa and her story, if you know anything about who you carry with you. I guess Tweet can tell you all about it instead. I understand why you did what you did, I know what it means to be a vessel for one of the great animal spirits. It is lonely, but it doesn't mean you have to be alone. You have a family who love you. You didn't need to rob me of mine. And for that, I can't forgive you. If you want to make it up to me, you have to look out for them. All of them. Even the ones who don't follow your way. And especially Boulder. They would go with you wherever you asked. I am grateful for all you taught me, and for the life I was able to have in Miss Bank. This isn't the way I wanted to do this, but I don't suppose we'll ever see each other again. So take care. Nim. That was a lot less satisfying than I thought it would be. Oh, wait, there's more! P.S. Samira, I know you're reading this. Please keep everyone out of trouble, and stay safe. 
Samira, what are you doing over there? Nothing, Pip.